Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Janine White. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Pete David Miller. He is an actor who has extensive experience in many different methods of training and acting, as well as experience in a lot of a lot of different facets of the entertainment industry. And I cannot wait for him to share his story with you. So how are you today? Thank you so much for joining me. Hi Janine, how are you guys doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on the podcast. I really do appreciate your time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So um, to get started, I know you have a lot of experience. So can you share a little bit of your story with my audience? Um, Okay. Well, where do you want to start at? Uh, I was was, uh, born in San Francisco, then now I'm here in L.A. (laughs) Well, okay, that's, um, that's definitely the version of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, um, we all have our little histories in life. Um, I grew up in the Mission District in San Francisco, which which back then was not the very cool place to live at. Um, found acting through just being a little street kid and uh, at the Everyman Theater in, on uh, 24th of Mission. And uh, it wasn't enough to keep me interested, I, I guess, because I joined the Marine Corps uh, when I got out of high school and uh, totally forgot about being an actor <laughs> when I was in the Marine okay. Corps. And then uh, when I got out in 98, um, went, to, went to Hollywood straight through um, to do special effects, and I'd still forgotten about acting until um, – I was, I was bouncing clubs, doing State Department security, um, paying my dues and special effects by, you know, being a shop guy, and then um, taking a dare from a friend of mine who was uh, uh, with me at one of the clubs I worked at, and uh, it, it was it after that. I rediscovered myself, and I saved myself, really, because um, if I didn't discover acting again, I'd probably be, you know, dead or on the streets or worse who knows and so uh, i committed myself um to the craft of acting you know to not only to be a better person and a better human being but to, you know to kind of have fun again be in the sandbox and so um while i was still doing trying to get my foot in the door for acting i was doing special effects i was doing stunts um and then um after a period of time i kind of just Got more, got more into acting than I did in special effects. Even though special effects was paying my bills, I still had you know that drive to be uh, you know my goal when I first made that set to be an actor was be the next great American actor. But you know, mm-hmm. th- you know things, <laughs> and uh, you know you you really don't you whatever goals I had at that at that time change as time went on. You know, so you know, so it's it's been a great trip for the last twenty one years doing this. That's so, awesome. That's in a nutshell. So <laughs> no, no, that's fantastic. I know um 
when you and I spoke, we spoke a lot about um, your experience. So um, you were in, in Los Angeles for a while, and then you and your wife decided to go to Atlanta for a period of time also, correct, to start up a, an acting school. Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I left L.A. in um, uh, 2014, and because I just got tired. I was done. I was burnt out. You know, I, I was doing the hustle for 15 years, and I just, you know, I, I went to Japan to teach acting at the River Hollywood Training School in Shinjuku, and when I came back, you know, um, there was nothing going on. And I called my agent, called my manager, I said, hey, you know, I'm back in Japan. Got anything going on? Nope. Sorry, P. David. I said, right. I'm out. <laughs> so I, I, I left. <laughs> You know, I, I, I sold my effects equipment, I sold my tools, um, packed my truck, and just left. And, I, you know, I drove across the country. I had no idea that I'd be landing in Georgia because I was just done with the business. And um, mm. I, after I went to Anglin Air Force Base to visit the EOD Memorial, uh, a friend of mine from Alabama calls me up and, hey, dude, come up here and hang out for a little bit. I said, sure, no problem. We get up there and we're talking. He goes, man, you got to go to Atlanta. I said, what's in Atlanta? Because I had no idea how, you know, how big Atlanta was going to get. And he goes, dude, mm-hmm. go to Atlanta. I said, I'm done with the business, man. He goes, no, dude, you're not done with the business, you know, because <laughs> it's in you. You can't just walk away from it. I said, yeah. okay. And so I went to, I went to Atlanta and, you know, uh, started doing special effects again. And I was, you know, I thought I'd be a big fish in a small pond because of all the work I have as an actor, going, okay, well, this ought to be easy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, uh, I got, you know, independent work all day. You know, got plenty of work doing that as an actor, and I was doing big-budget mm-hmm. special effects work. Um, but when um, I had a procedure done, a colonoscopy that went bad, and I, uh, I ended up dying twice on the table, literally. Uh, emergency splenectomy. Uh, I had strokes, TIA strokes. Uh, you know, just a whole litany of physical problems that stem from the botched colonoscopy. And my wife said, That's hey, look, dude, you yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> she, goes, she goes, you're done with special effects. And I said, okay. She goes, hey, look, you taught acting, you love actors, you love acting, you know, you have a lot to share with other actors, you know, who are willing to, you know, listen to you, come to your class, you know, start a class. And so we opened up uh, the Actorhood Atlanta and in Noonan, Georgia. And uh, the Actorhood Atlanta, the name, the Actorhood comes from here in L.A. with Sal Landy's theater company, uh, the Actorhood, and I was the original member of it. And so I okay. called Sal at Jimmy's Haft, his business partner at the time, see if I can use the name and logo of the actorhood for the actor at Atlanta. And they said, yeah, don't be a dumbass, just do it. I said, well, you don't need permission from us, you know, because you're a good guy, you're a great actor, you're a damn good teacher. So, yes, you have our permission. And so we opened up the the doors of the actor at Atlanta. And uh, the classes I had there for the actors, uh, I had traditional scene study, ongoing class. Um, cold read performance, you know, with performance improv. I had on-camera auditioning class. I even had a self-tape service. And then the, wow. the one class I loved the most was uh, the veterans class, which I created called uh, 
expression, uh, creative expression through acting for the veterans. And it was a no, it was a no charge, free class, no pressure class for the veterans who are OEF or OIF veterans who were, you know, just trying to figure out how to get out of their heads and stop killing themselves. Cause I was, you know, I, I was brokenhearted by the 22 a day of veterans killing themselves. And I said, you know, they need a creative outlet. So I created that program to help in my own little way to stop the 22 a day with the veterans class. And so, um, it, it, you know, we, we had actors coming to the class, but it wasn't big. You know, we didn't have enough actors interested because the program was kind of different from what they've been accustomed to, accustomed to in Atlanta, uh, which was 68 miles <laughs> south. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't afford a space in Atlanta. So, you know, we, we chose Noonan because it was close to our house in Moreland, Georgia. And uh, we had an 1,800-square-foot facility that had a theater space and a self-tape room and, you know, a bathrooms and an office. And, you know, it was just, it was just a cool vibe. It wasn't, uh, you know, office chairs and four walls saying, okay, we're going to have an acting class in here. Come to class. You know, we, we had eclectic seating. It was all, you know, furn- you know, one, one, you know, sofas and theater chairs and, you know, it was just a cool vibe, and so I wanted to have a, a creative environment for actors. But unfortunately, you know, the lessons learned was that you know actors were accustomed to having work, you know, intensives or workshops, and they really didn't understand what ongoing training meant. And so, after a year and a half, we had to close doors. Okay. And then after that, after that happened, the wife said, "We're going back to L.A." I said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy wife. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, so like you know, like I said earlier, you know, it, it, it's been a trip, you know, since I've been in this business, and uh, it, you know, I, I won't do anything else. I can't do anything else at this point because I don't want to do anything else. I, I, I'm in this business, yeah. and I love what I do, and I love being an actor. And I love teaching actors, and uh, you know, it's just it's in me. I have to do it. Yeah, the thing I the thing I love most about your story, um, and this is probably not going to sound good when I say this out loud because in my head it sounds it sounds like a perfect thing to say, but the thing I love most about your story, honestly, is the struggle. And the reason I say that is because I love that you're willing to share the struggle with me and with my audience because most times people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to be an actor. And they think, okay, now I'm going to drive to Hollywood. I'm going to meet the perfect agent, the perfect manager. I'm going to star in a blockbuster. And it's going to be like running through fields of daisies afterwards with cameras just chasing me down. And right. we both know yeah, that's not that's... the reality for 99.9% of actors. Maybe there's that 0.001% of people that that happens for. But the vast yeah. majority, it's, there's a struggle. And um, something that you said that hit me, and this is something um, I helped to run the coaching program for VIP Ignite, and this is something I tell people all the time, and we've been telling them literally since day one, is that you have to love what you do so much that no matter what, you're still you're still going to persist. You're still going to do it. And that's something that I've heard you say. Like, it's like it's in you. It's like it's almost in your DNA. It's like, okay, you know what? You did. You were in the Marine Corps, but you came back to acting. You did special effects, 
and stunts, but you came back to acting. For you, it all comes back to acting. So can can we talk about what it's like to have such a driving passion? I mean, that your wife is like, okay, you know what? Let's go to Atlanta. Let's travel the country and figure out what we're doing, okay? You know, we have to go back to L.A. Um, so can you just talk about um, just that driving passion? Because I think that there are a lot of people that this is a hobby for them, and if they were in your situation, they would be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go see if the bank's hiring now. <laughs> so right. can we can we talk about that driving passion? And then something else I would love for you to touch on, too, is I know that um, – You've extensively studied the different techniques. So I, somehow I feel like those two things are interconnected. Uh, they're very much so. I mean, when I consciously decided to go back to doing this thing called acting, um, uh, one of the guys had a class and, uh, you know, from uh, Bouncing Clubs, and he had a class because, you know, actors, you know, they always had their side jobs in order to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know the side for these guys was you know bouncing clubs. You know these were all bona fide badasses. You know who weren't just pretty guys. These were you know these were bona fide mm-hmm. badasses who could handle themselves and a club scenario. And in the side job for one of the guys, aside being a a name actor of sorts, um, he had a class, and him and his partner had a thing called the core class. And um, I went in. And so I audited the class for six months before he said, "Hey, dude, we love you, you know, but you got to, you got to piss or get off the pot." You know, so all right, fine. You know, so I, I got in the class, and so um, I trained for three and a half years before I went to one audition. And the reason why I decided to do that is because back in the Marine Corps or even in the military itself is that after you go to boot camp, you go to your schools to learn your job. And even when you get out of the schools and you're in the fleet or you're in the uh, Army or Air Force or Navy or Coast Guard, you're going to schools possibly to refine what you know. And so I took that same uh, discipline I had in the Marine Corps and applied it to acting where I wanted to learn every aspect about acting before I went out so I would make a fool of myself. Um, and so I, I learned, you know, the method. You know, I've learned Meisner. I learned Chekhov. I learned, you know, I, I books, you know, on the craft of acting. You know, by you know, by not only by the masters, but by other acting teachers as well, who have their own interpretation of what craft is and how they express it to, to their students. And so I became a student of the craft, like in the Marine Corps. I became a student of the military arts. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, you know, I emphasize to everybody, look, you know, this is not something you just jump into and say, you know what, here I am, love me. It doesn't work like mm-hmm. that. You have to know what you're doing before you can do the do. Sorry? I said, it doesn't, you don't just show up and say love me and then all the casting directors and everyone loves you? I'm totally joking, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, it, it took a little while for that to happen too. I mean, you know, even then, you know, for me, I'm a hard, I'm a hard pill to swallow because you know I don't do things that are are expected of actors. I, I don't go into casting to please them. I'm go, I go into casting to give them my interpretation of who the character is in that moment in the scene from the auditions. You know, when the, when they issue when they give you the sides, and that's all you have to work with. 
I give them my best interpretation of what I understand to be the character and of the scene of the moments and the relationships. I don't just go there to please them. I, I want to I want them to come into my world and then if that's good enough for them, then hopefully that gets me a job. You know, but even then when once you get the job, you know, you gotta study. You know, it's not just pointing to learn your lines, not bumping into the furniture. You gotta you know, you, you gotta know who this person is, what the relationships are, you know, who you're talking with, what the you know, what the whole the arc of the story is in order to be, be a, an integral part of the story. That includes the day player roles where, you know, people say, well, you know, all you got to do is say the lines. No, you can't just say the lines. You have to come from somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. So you're creating, you're creating a life. And so you have to be able to do that freely without having any kind of, you know, hindrance to this creativity of creating the character and understanding you know what it is you want as your character. You know, even for the one-liners, you got to want something. And what mm-hmm. is going to happen to you if you don't get what you want in this? In when you have this one-liner, what are the stakes? You know, yeah. So it's not. It's, it's not so it's, not, it's never as, as simple as just saying your lines and being good at saying your lines. You, know, you have to invest into the creative aspect of what it is to be an actor. And you mm-hmm. can't have these social you know, these social walls up that we all put up on ourselves because we don't want to be hurt. But when you're yeah. acting, you can't worry about that. You know, you, you, you know, you're, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hurt. You know, you, you know, you're going to be rejected. And, you know, yeah. after a period of time, you know, you become accustomed to the quote unquote rejection. I call them learning lessons. Yeah. You know, and then after a while you, it becomes old hat, but then when it becomes old hat, then you become stale. So you always yeah. got to press yourself to learn from other teachers or read a book or watch a YouTube video or a Vimeo video on, the, you know, somebody's interpretation of the craft of acting and the business of entertainment and how it correlates to each other. You know, so yeah. it's a lifelong endeavor. It's a journey. It's not just going to happen overnight. I mean, I mean, Uta Hagen says it takes 10 years just for an actor just to be good. You know, uh-huh. and that's, that says a lot. Especially when it comes to yeah. this, you know, instant this instant gratification society we live in, where I want it now, and damn it, I'm going to have it now. Well, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're in for a rude awakening. That's not the, you're not going to have yeah, it. Now. Yeah, life isn't Burger King. Life is actually like there's a process to everything. It's not your way right away. No, exactly. I mean, you know, even when you know yeah. people go to school to be a doctor. You know, it's eight years of med school, and after that, you got to go through all, all, all your years of, uh, you know, paying your dues, being a candy striper. You know, being, yeah. you know, tagging along, not doing the do. You know, when, you know, you, you go to, you go to go to school to be a lawyer. You know, that's years of of law school, and then even that, you know, you're you're not going to get to be able to practice law in a court until you spend some time at the firm and pay your dues that way. You know, acting to yeah. me is no different. You know, you know, granted, you know, anybody can be an actor, and it's true. Anybody can be an actor. But it takes yeah. a certain special someone to be able to endure the hardships of this business, the constant mm-hmm. learning lessons, and then also taking the time to yeah. learn the craft of acting and the business of entertainment in order to just get a job. Yeah. You know, there's no blueprint. That's, that's the funny thing. 
You know, so it, it, Wouldn't it be easier if it were? Yes, yeah, I mean this, that, that's the thing that people need. The people under the people fail to understand is like there is no blueprint because, and honestly, what works for you that brings you success is going. Every every actor has their has a different journey that they go on, and um, one of the yeah. things that um, I just I just kind of want to circle back to something that you said about um, when you're when you're going for roles and you're practicing your lines. We have um, a couple coaches that work with our program that that have said and on repeat. I feel like everyone says like when you take on the role of an actor, not now you have not only the responsibility for you, but you have the responsibility to do that character justice, to give that character a voice and a life. And I feel like that's something that you spoke on when you're talking about, like, you have to get to know the character, even if it's a one-liner, like, you need to formulate, like, who is this person delivering this one line? Right. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I mean, not only do you have to do the character justice, you have to do the story justice, and, and you have, to, you have mm-hmm. to honor the writing. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not about you. You know, it's, it's, it's about the writing and the director. You know, the director mm-hmm. has his or her vision of the story, and you're just a, a small piece of the overall puzzle. You know, yeah. even if you're a star or the name, you know, carrying the project, it is always still you have to you, you have to honor the story. You can't just come in there and say, well, I'm going to do it like this, and they're going to say, well, I'm sorry, man. You know, you're, you're not going to do it just like that. This is who the character is as how they see the character to be. And you have to yeah. be malleable to still be true to your craft as an actor and, be, and still be true to your character, but still understand that this character is part of the story itself. It's not about mm-hmm. you. It's never about you. It's always about yeah. the story. So, you know, so it, 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 it's, it, it's one of the things about that you have to learn as an actor when you go through all your classes or you go to intensives or you go to workshops. It's not about just saying the words. It's always about being true to the story, true to the character, and true to the vision of not only the director, but of the writer. And in television, yeah. usually the showrunner and the writer are one and the same. You know, so they want things mm-hmm. a, a certain And so you have to be able to, you know, lose your ego to be not only a team player on set, but understand that it's not about you. Yeah. But, you know, people say, well, then I'm selling out. Well, you're not selling out because you're still being true to your character, but you're being malleable to a different perspective of who this person is as per their vision, not yours. Yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah. so you know, it, it, it takes time to learn all of this stuff. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, these, these... And something um... – go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry? No, and some, when you were talking about, um, like, people being afraid to be a sellout, I said the only thing – the thing I think that a lot of people have to do also is, like, draw that proverbial line in the sand if you're – if you're afraid of being a quote unquote sellout, then there are some roles that you should just automatically decline because maybe that's not something that you want to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, if, I mean, if, if you want to play it safe, then play it safe. You know, you're, you're going to be doing the same types of roles over and over and over again. You know, that may be fine mm-hmm. for some people, you know, you know, and, and it's granted on the right show, especially TV. If you do the, you know, you have the right character 
and you can just dial, you know, do the same person over and over again, and you're happy with that. Hey, people make a lot of money doing that. You yeah. Know, but acting, acting is art. You know, it is still yeah. an art form, and you, you know, you got to be brave. And if you, you know, if you want to play it safe, then play it safe. But, you know, I, I've had an acting fellow acting teacher in New York call me the da- most dangerous actor she's ever known. And I said, why? Because you, you're not afraid to take risks. You know, yeah. you're, you know, and I, I see acting as you have to be bold. You have to, be, you know, you have, to, you have to be able to put yourself out there and not worry about the end result. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you know, and a lot of times that doesn't work. But when it yeah. does work, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Feeling like going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take a page from Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. But in reality, you're not doing it your way. <laughs> you're just you're yeah. just having fun, you know. Yeah. And so I, I I just you know there are certain levels of actors that we all like to you know emulate. Mm-hmm. For you of know, for me personally, you know, I I like to go for the bold, crazy actors who aren't afraid to make choices. You know, and sometimes those choices don't work. But you know what? They're they're staying true. You know, I, I yeah. mean, I, I, I love James Franco. He's a nut. You know, but you know, yeah. he still he 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 stays true to himself. He stays true to his art. You know, granted, he has the ability yeah. to do whatever he wants to. But you know, for us Joe Schmoes who are on the daily grind, you know, we have to allow ourselves to be open to take you know bold, adventurous choices. And if they don't work, hey, then it's a learning lesson. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like um, anytime you're doing art, like especially with acting, any type of art, I think that the beauty in being an artist is that you are able to make those bold choices and you're able to make those bold decisions because, or make those bold choices. Like, okay, you know, just like like you mentioned James Franco, like some of the stuff he does is insane, completely insane, but it works. But I think the thing is, is like art has to be that, thing that like pushes you forward and inspires you and scares the crap out of you a lot of times because I like yeah, I, well, I think I mean, that um so many times like like you said like you could do the same thing over and over again but that's not I don't feel like that's what art is actually designed to do art is designed to push things forward and to challenge you and, and to scare the bejesus out of you really I mean I mean that, that's why I love film and stage you know t- television is it, it's a machine you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. you know, th- you know, they have they have their thing, and you say your lines. You you're being yourself essentially, uh, and they say your lines. Don't bump into the furniture, and you know, and call it a day. Whereas in yeah. uh, film and stage, you know, you're doing it not just to you know to do something that's bold and courageous, and or maybe just play a role you never done before to experiment a little bit. But you still, you know, you yeah. got to be true. But at the same token, though, is that you know you take on these projects not only because you want to work, because you know we all want to work, we all want we all want to play in yeah. a sandbox. But you know we also want to reach out and hopefully better humanity. You know, you know through the storytelling, you know the character that you play may impact somebody's life to make a difference in their own lives that can spread out to outside. You know within their own village or within their own realm of their own reality, maybe something that, yeah. that sparks them and 
you know, in their in their lives to be a better human or be a better neighbor or be a better wife or husband or whatever case may be or be, be do something bigger than themselves. You know, and that's yeah. the great thing about art. You know, art impacts, and acting should be no different. You know, as for actors, it should not be just a means to a, a paycheck. Because those paychecks may not come for a long time, or those $125 day deals that we agree to, that's not going to pay the bills. But yeah. we're involved in a project that might impact somebody's life to the positive. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the ultimate goal we all have as human beings is to impact each other, to better ourselves, and to help better the world we're living in. Because i got to tell you, you know, I, I watch the news every day, and I get depressed. I mean, there's so much madness going on, not only not only not only here in the United States, but in the world. There's so much madness, yeah. and we need art more than ever to help put this world back. I don't know what back would be, but maybe in a better place where we're not so hateful, and not so vitriolic, and not so <clears throat> angsty toward each other because of whatever schisms going on, you know, through media. You know, yeah. media can also help change the world. And hopefully, you know. At my, at my work as an actor, maybe what I'm doing can impact somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah, and traditionally, yeah. if you look back through history, art has definitely changed the trajectory of so many societies. Like, how art goes, so goes the society in so many ways. And I feel like, um, I actually, you know, I spoke to um, Randy Goodwin the other day on the podcast as well. And we something love that we him. talk about. I don't. I don't. Uh, what did you say? Love him. Love him. Like I. I don't. Rand, me too. He was. Randy it was, is it was awesome. He walks the walk. But, walks the talk. Yeah, and something he and I were talking about. I, just, I forget whether it was actually on the podcast or offline, but we talked about how like Hollywood has a responsibility now to like step up to the plate and start making better art and start making a more positive impact. So I feel like, yes. um, like in a, um, I mean, on the micro level, people like you and Randy and so many other people that I'm talking to right now, like on a micro level, if everyone starts making small little impacts forward to 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 bring Hollywood back to a more positive place, not that I'm, I mean, we can all, you can watch the previews and see the way Hollywood is going, but if we have a bunch of people like on a grassroots level starting to to get the rudder of the ship going in a more positive direction than everything else will follow. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to, to be talking to you about this today. And I know it's crazy, but um, can you believe our 30 minutes is already up? <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, these podcasts are the fastest 30 minutes of my whole entire day. And I, I usually start off, this is going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your day. But now I'm ending with, wasn't that the fastest 30 minutes of your whole day? No, but um, much. I really appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate. I and I know we glossed over this. Like you, I think you. We gave like thirty seconds of this, but I really appreciate also um, the work that you're doing with the veterans and that you've done in the past. Because I know, like, we could do a whole. We should actually do a whole podcast just on on that alone. Because I feel like, again, like we were just talking, like the arts can change the world, and it. I don't feel like I'm overstating that because, again, if you look back through history, the times that the art has really come to bloom, the time that the art, the, the artists have gathered together, they've made a positive change. And so 
on that note, thank you so much for the positive change that you, change that you're making in veterans' lives too. Because like I come from a long line of veterans, and I appreciate that there are people like you that are out there working with them and helping to give them a positive outlet to circumstances that they couldn't foresee when they came home or after they just got out, if they weren't overseas. Like it's just, just thank you, thank you for what you're doing for the veterans as well. Well, I, I I I love what I do, and I, I love I love veterans, and I love my fellow actors, and, and I love life, and I, I wish life was a lot better for a lot of people of all walks, and I wish that uh, I could be more helpful for them, you know, to be to embrace their own art, to to embrace their own humanity, you know, because yeah. we get lost, really, we do, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and you know. That, you know, then then we then we're trying to find ourselves, and unfortunately, people find other destructive ways to find themselves, and all of a sudden, then they're lost forever, and then we lose them, yeah. and then we're going, well, that that's a bummer, you know. So yeah, you know, I, I I just you know I just love people, I love you know veterans especially because of the fact that you know we had to endure so much hardship for the betterment of the country. Yeah. That's up for interpretation all by itself because of all the, you know, the political, geopolitical footprinting going on throughout the world and corporatocracy, and that's a whole separate over all by itself. But yeah. I, you know, I just, you know, uh, yeah, I just wish that uh, that we could all step up and just rise above the fray and the vitriol and the detritus and just be better humans. And art helps us become better yeah. humans. Yeah, and and I feel again, I feel like if um there are a lot of people out there with the same goals and the same mission and I feel like as the grassroots campaign, if you will, grows, you're going to see a huge change. But it's all you need is a one degree change for the whole thing to, to go in a better direction. So I yeah, I we, feel like we, there's we, a movement we, we, now we, going on. We need we need a new renaissance. We, yeah. we need we need a new awakening. Yeah, and I I feel like um, I feel like we're on the brink of it. Hollywood may not be ready for it, but I feel like the time is coming. So, breaking news on the VIP Ignite podcast: the Renaissance is coming. Hollywood, watch out! Yeah, you know, st- <laughs> stop trying to social manipulate people and just tell stories that are positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it it sounds so simple, but I really feel like they're like. I love the word renaissance. I feel like there is a renaissance coming. And so thank you for being a part of that. And thank you just for sharing your love of your craft and your story. And I can't wait to do this again with you. We'll have to have another podcast soon. Yes, ma'am. I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for letting me come on to your show. I very much appreciate it. You're welcome. I'll be talking right, to you very day. soon, okay? You also, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Pete David Miller, please make sure you hit subscribe. I have a lot of fantastic guests lined up over the next couple of weeks. And if you're interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, 
and learning how to network with industry professionals, please visit our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar. Thank you so much and have a fantastic day.